We hello. are live. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. On our yeah, first episode. We are very late. Uh, we are. We said every Tuesday and it's already Saturday. So. Um, we are. But life is hard as well. And we are both extremely busy. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, this is the first time that we record online. So let's see if the voice and everything is good enough. Uh, I can already see that the uh, my um, my my voice is lower than yours or somehow I don't know. Is it? it okay. Yeah? Uh, maybe I don't know. I see them pretty proportioned on my okay my thing and it's on my side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually now was thinking how it will be on anchor, but I think it will be like let's say my 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 duty to fix it eventually. <laughs> to like even the voices and so on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we say uncut, unscripted, so you have to. You're right. You have so to keep rely it like on this. That spirit, just yeah. saying. Uh, of all the five listeners that listen to our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for Thank having everyone. listened to our previous three episodes. Okay. So uh, today we have only five topics. Very, very short. Um, I think what two from me and three from you. Yes, yeah, I did some selection because I had more, but I figured that some of them were more relevant than others. Yeah, uh, but before we start, I, I can I tell you what happened to me today. So I went to Apple Store to uh, to swap my AirPods Pro uh, because um, I have been using it for a while and there sometimes there's like a cracking noise. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about it too much, so I just, you know let it slide and then i try my friend's airpods pro and it's like it sounds totally different yeah so i was like okay maybe something's wrong uh, and then i check they actually have like a three-year uh, program that mm -hmm. if your airpods has this like cracking noise problem you can swap it out for free so i went there i said hey i have this problem uh I bought it like two years ago or more, a bit more than two years already. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they just swapped out new with me. So I have new AirPods Pro for some reason. <laughs> for That's nice. Reason. Yeah. Yeah, best, best nice. support, man. I have to say. Yeah, definitely very good support, I would say. Uh, yeah, I was I was there with my girlfriend and she was like, like they can they just swap it new for you? You know, like two years old thing. I said like, yeah. You know. Probably when you came there, there was a camera that rec recognized you, and then <laughs> the Mac, the guy, the guy at the Genius Bar got a notification saying, "This guy is our most fidelized customer." <laughs> yeah. Do Do you think they have that? Like they have like marked that? Okay, this customer have everything from Apple. They are like a five star customer. You treat them better. I don't think so, because then they would just treat like one star customer like shit. You know? No, I mean I think that overall the customer support is good, and they try to support them as. I mean. Yeah, I I, I don't think as much they as would, possible. They treat like differently. Yeah. No, but definitely they have all the information of you and how yeah. much you spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, Apple yeah. products. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And fun fact, I, I wrote to Tim Cook once. and Did he reply? Oh, of course not. Um, okay. But I wrote to him about like a MacBook issue. 
and then uh, and then people from Singapore calls me then they huh. yeah yeah uh, I'm not sure if it's because I wrote to Tim Cook uh, but I wrote to like many support center and mm. um, yeah at that time you I know, was desperate yeah it's like, I mean, that tactic is still working at Amazon, right? I mean, it was still working at Amazon. You could write to Jeff Bezos and then it would forward it to colleagues with uh, yeah, like a question mark or like exclamation mark. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how these like top tech CEO check their emails, like because I suppose they get a lot of emails per day. Yeah, I mean, based on the experience I had when I was working for Fiat Chrysler, Fiat Chrysler, uh, like the C-level executives, they were not even checking their emails. They had only uh, like you know secretaries or so on checking checking them for them. It was fun enough, especially you, on Skype. We were using Skype on Skype for business. On Skype for business, you could see like when was one person connected last, and all these uh, leaders. I mean, they didn't use Skype for the past, three, for the previous three years. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, but busy. Like, but I, like, for example, Steve Jobs famously like replied to a lot of emails to like from from consumer. So I suppose mm. they also check emails. Like maybe back That's in amazing. the day where like it's not like this, you know, CEO is a god kind of thing that everybody knows and so on. Yeah. Maybe at that time it's still manageable. Yeah. Maybe. But know. bottom line, I mean, long story short, you you got the full package and a very nice experience. At the, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, um, yeah. So far, the, the Apple support never let me down. I have to say, uh, in contrast of uh, Media Matsatu and support, I don't know. I don't want to throw them under the bus here, but there were times like I bought a monitor, and then like I think two weeks later, where it's like outside the like return. A period or something i don't remember how long mm-hmm. uh, i found like uh, one dead pixel you know it's i mean it's one dead pixel it's 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 not like a big deal but it's annoying you looked you for know? it like once you once you have it you just you, you will always see it you know yeah. <laughs> you will always look at it uh and and uh i went there and and say like hey um i wanted i want like you know them to repair or like swap or whatever um, and they say like yeah like it's it's just one pixel it's okay uh, and by standard we can have like I don't remember what they say they say like we, you can have like by standard five pixel five dead pixel is acceptable something mm-hmm. like that you know um, and uh, in the end I was so pissed but comparing like when I have any like problem with like for example my old iPad um, like mm-hmm. a bit of screen issue screen bright issue and I went there and they just look at it and say okay we swap you with a new one you know I mean of course it comes with the price and you know that's why they price it high because I think they price this kind of thing in too yeah um, yeah, yeah but yeah I remember last time I went or I wanted to go to the Apple support how was it again do you remember was in 2000 18 and I had uh, I wanted to fix my 2011 MacBook Pro who had I don't know what problem and obviously they told me 2011 yes. exactly and, in what 2020 2018 and <laughs> yeah towards the end so basically he had he already had seven seven years and 
I think that the graphic card was broken and I asked them whether they could help me with anything. They said, no, not really. We cannot. Uh, we're sorry. And eventually I managed to fix it using a, um, by going to a non, uh, not, not a reseller, but like yeah. a professional and uh, all went well. The laptop anyway died one year later, but, um, yeah. I really wanted my laptop to last longer. That's it. I mean, come on, man! Seven years, like it's long. You know, it's like I if think you have it, a relationship it, with someone for seven years, that's like it, you're getting married. Huh? It had much more to give to the world. I think. <laughs> no, but really, by then I was using it only for uh, you know browsing, reading documents, and so on. And yeah, I think it, I it was doing your old MacBook. It's yeah. like still have old, it, huh? Very still thick, it. very slow, and, and heavy as well, and very heavy, and with the CD-ROM uh, drive, I think. DVD yeah, it did. Or whatever. It did. Yeah, I mean, imagine the first iteration had a, a physical hard disk, so you could. Oh yeah, the spinning drive. Here it's spinning. And then Ooh. I got an SSD. Those were good times, man. Those were good times. Yeah. Okay, um, out of topic for quite some time. Shall we get into our topic today? Yeah, please. Who want to start? Your topic. You could or start. Mine? You could start. I could start. So, um, my first bullet point: Microsoft Enterprise Metaverse. So, background. As soon as Mark Zuckerberg announced that Facebook is changing its company name to Meta, I think. A day after or two days after, I don't remember, but it was like clearly like, you know, on cue. response. Yeah, on cue. Uh, Satya Nadella came out and said like, hey, we are, you know, we are metaverse like long time ago, man, you know. Um, and uh, I think I put this one like on that day. But then like after that, there was also like another company like, hey, we are also metaverse company, like Niantic coming out. Mm-hmm. And suddenly like, I mean, at first starting as a joke, but now everyone like, yeah, we are a Metaverse company. Um, so somehow it's like, I don't know how to explain. It's like become a hype. I mean, of course it's a hype. It's the but, next level of tech company. Yeah, but it's like, do, have you ever had this like feeling of like, um, you say many words too many times and it start to lose meaning. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. it doesn't yeah. mean anything anymore. You know, if everything is metaverse, nothing is metaverse. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. And it's like, um, and, I, I, and then I went through Twitter and then there's like, I don't remember who tweeted this. And I'm like, yeah, if I, if I go into my VR headset metaverse and the first thing I see is my Excel sheet, I would be mad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, um yeah, so basically Microsoft say like we are metaverse because you know we will um, encourage um, like yeah, so to say like working in an AR environment, VR environment, mm-hmm. uh, have a meeting, have avatar, those kind of things, you know. Yeah, uh, I so was. What do you think? What's your uh, take? I mean, arguably Niantic is slightly metaverse. I would say with the whole combination of, I mean, the whole Pokemon Go thing. It was was a good proof of merging reality to fiction 
into digital activities, right? Obviously, you're not you're not connecting too much with people far away, I would say, but you know there is this immersive experience where you move around, you go to fenced location, geofenced location, you do activities and interact with physical objects because you are in that specific mm. world location. Nevertheless, um, regarding Microsoft, uh, I remember it. I think we mentioned it on our first episode as well that uh, the first the first impression was that they were basically making a like a mega doc type of app where you could do anything uh, and everything. Like super uh, super office, I think. Super office, yeah. Like, yeah, like super app, um, super office. Yeah. Um, I mean, arguing. Are, Yes. I don't know. I have a think, thinking about just productivity and collaboration tools and kind of labeling it as metaverse. I don't think it makes real sense because it's just a tool, I guess. I think that the though like the direction they're taking of making the interactions in meetings and also beyond meetings more human-like and more mm-hmm social like mm. that could be labeled as metaverse but still based on the way they framed it so far it's nothing more than a memoji for business <laughs> yeah it's like oh we have this uh i don't know memoji and then like therefore we are metaverse i mean so mm. metaverse is basically like a second life if you remember if you know what it is, you yeah, know, Second Life. Yeah, I know. Like Second I, Life. I, yeah. Yeah. I never tried it. Have you tried it? Ooh, long time ago, when I was like super young, and when okay. the internet was like super slow, I tried it. Um, but um, yeah, there's only like creepy people in there at that at that time. I don't know if it's better. But I mean, there were also like a lot of uh, back then technology companies advertising their products. On second yes, life, um, yeah, I think there's a lot nuts. of people play play there, and you can even like buy stuff, like buy like real estate, and so on. Yeah, there's like a full fledged metaverse, man. Metaverse before Mark Zuckerberg even existed. I mean, he didn't invent it, right? <laughs> it came first with Ready Player One. I mean, probably even earlier than that. I don't know. It's it's just like it, it's getting ridiculous. But I mean, your point is that now it's just. A label like any other one and it's not really representative of anything specific no, i just feel like now it's like yeah it's like a me too kind of thing now mm, you know, like, okay yeah of course like oh no no on facebook you are not the only metaverse company you know we are already metaverse like long time ago yeah it's like yeah it's like me too me too kind of thing and then it's like okay and once everyone is metaverse it's there's there's no metaverse you know mm. in the end it's it's like you 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 say it too many times everywhere and it loses meaning over time. Okay, I think that one could argue one could do the same type of reasoning when you when you talk about a tech company, because like or also like AI algorithm anything mm-hmm. like it's a lot of as per my experience a lot of 
companies are labeling themselves as tech companies or mm. relying on AI. And then at the end, I mean, their model is an average on in an Excel spreadsheet or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah. We, we really have to see if it's actually a trending thing. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. trending in terms of like people know now people every i think everybody heard of meta words word now but is the consumer adoption is it trending now like is it going to be a trending mm. you know that's that's what i'm i'm curious yeah but in that sense um the approach of facebook and microsoft are it's, it's entirely different because i mean facebook as per what they said they would heavily relying on their VR headsets or kind of hybrid VR, AR headset. While uh, from the perspective of Microsoft, the metaverse would be also accessible by those people who are simply um, browsing the web or uh, using a smartphone or a tablet without any specific headset for filtering reality, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, even though Facebook showed a bit like the, the use case of like working and so on, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and I also like listened to um the interview, uh, the Watchcast interview of uh, with uh, Boss, Bossword, who's uh, mm-hmm. the CTO of Facebook, newly um, appointed CTO, and uh, he he actually co-invented newsfeed. If you think about it, uh, that's very old, like, like, and it's actually like interesting because like before new feed on Facebook, like we we, we don't have like the idea of like feeding like feed like infinite yeah. scroll feed. Yeah, it was more like searching for people and looking at yeah yeah their uh... yeah. So it was quite new. I mean, now it's like of course you know new feed and blah blah blah. And then, and the guy who interviewed him asked him like, okay, we on MetaWorlds have news feed. <laughs> What was the answer? Uh, he say he say like uh, I mean news. I mean of course he's like you know executive like you never answer yes or no. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of say like yeah I mean newsfeed is a part of Facebook, uh, and of course we would have a Facebook uh, like application like in the metaverse and yes so and to to be translated yes but in the form of Facebook, uh, you know. Okay. So. So yeah, that's that was uh, interesting. Um, let's see. I mean, I think we have a bet pending five years, right? Yeah. Um, five years. Yeah, I Facebook will be successful in the pivot. And we say that more than fifty percent of Facebook revenue came through um, metaverse like yeah. product. Let me tap it down because I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> no, really, really. I'm gonna write. Um, yeah, but you're you're due reminder. to to win the first bet of Stadia. Man, you have uh, 45 days to go. Yeah, I should tweet to the the guy. Uh, no, the guy left. I think. Which guy? The guy who like, who like the the forefront of Stadia. I don't remember his name. Is it? Uh, maybe. Maybe. He left. Uh, what did you say? So, bet five. So 2020. 2026, basically. Yeah. 50% of revenue yeah. of Meta coming from Metaverse. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we move on to the next one? Yes. 
Your turn. Yeah, so uh, I would like to talk about, hmm, let's tackle DoorDash first mm-hmm. and uh, its newest acquisition. I think it was pretty cool. So like in short, DoorDash, which is this uh, food food and beyond food delivery company, um, which IPO'd earlier this year mm-hmm. or late last year. And is mostly uh, mostly has operations in US, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually like the leader in the food delivery space in US. Mm-hmm. Acquired this week the Finnish com- the Finnish food delivery startup scale up mm-hmm. uh, called Volt mm-hmm. for a total amount of seven billion in stock, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And wow. the founder of Vault then will report directly to the CEO and founder of DoorDash and will be responsible for um, DoorDash international expansion, mm. I would say. And uh, I mean, I have some few shares in DoorDash, so kind of oh, I found you it interesting. DoorDash. Yeah, some. how does it perform? Good. Uh, plus minus zero, maybe minus recently. But I mean, I just found it interesting. Mm-hmm. And because, especially because DoorDash was only operating in the US, and now, mm-hmm. I mean, Volt operates in Germany, Finland, and other European countries. Mm-hmm. And it's not only, it's basically the same model. Like mm-hmm. they have, they have dashers, as in mm-hmm. riders, gig workers, mm-hmm. and they're delivering food. Restaurant delivery and also actually food. like profitable business, or is it like still the phase where you are like just not? No, it's uh, not it's not profitable still. Okay, but what's the end game of food delivery business? Uh, turn it profitable, I guess. <laughs> Increase the price at, at some point. Uh, I mean, yeah, fidelize the people mm. and make sure that they keep going to the platform mm-hmm. and they change their habits mm-hmm. using it more make it change their habits and start using because delivery I suppose quite heavily like the same play as like a delivery business like like amazon delivery business right it's like with the only difference that yeah and and like when you have enough volume it would made up in the end the loss uh supposedly uh, yeah yeah supposedly exactly okay. yeah. Uh, interesting. Exactly. I don't know. I, I I also have an eye on like food delivery. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just uh, the stock price is just too high, too expensive. I mean, the PE, you mean? Uh, uh, price per sale, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's high. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, I think. But uh, in this case, it was nice because they were really just... Uh, also, one point, DoorDash obviously grew a lot during the pandemic. But yeah. then in the past couple of quarters, uh didn't grow as much. So yeah. some people say that this move was for fueling the growth of... The revenues of the company, not by, not organically, but through acquisitions. Because mm. then you say like, 
yeah. acquisition occurs, then next quarter uh, we grew our sales of this amount. But in reality, those were Is the sales that you acquired. Is to this kind of business? Like... Like, okay, someone say, okay, like, what about Airbnb? You know, but Airbnb is more like a marketplace play, right? Mm -hmm. Once you're on Airbnb, you're more likely to stay on Airbnb and don't have, you know, don't want to move out. But I think as a, from the restaurant perspective, like, it's, for example, I have like a burger place next to my place. I went inside and they have everything like Livrando, Vote, uh, I don't know, Food Panda, that kind of yeah, thing. But so also like, on Airbnb. On Airbnb, you might end up having listings that are also listed on Booking or on your own website. It, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more uh, slightly trickier, I would say, because mm. in the case of Airbnb, you were pro pro sometimes you were providing a soft source of revenues that wasn't there before for the hosts. Yeah. And in this case, you are basically adding you're supporting the restaurants with their deliveries mm. and the restaurants already had a business but you need to earn something out of this performance yeah. Yeah. so either you're jacking the prices for the final consumer or uh, you are taking a portion of the profit of the restaurant mm. okay but in all i think that it's like turning their operation reaching operational excellence and being able really to be yeah. efficient and effective and yeah. mode based on the amount of data you collect by operating and by supporting also restaurants in providing the right pricing, understanding consumer behaviors. Yeah. Okay, good. So you are the shareholder. Um, Not do you recommend to stop? Not an investment. Uh, I mean, per personally, not an investment advice, exactly. Uh, I sometimes use food delivery, uh, and I think it's very convenient. And I think that many people are understanding that it's very convenient. So I am pretty confident that, per se, the business can grow. Mm. And in a foreseeable future, reach profitability. Mm, okay. Or keep growing on a, most likely keep growing like double digits for many quarters ahead. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only reason I'm like staying away from these kind of stock, like also like Uber uh, or like, I mean, I have Airbnb. <laughs> Like it's it's I, I cannot figure out okay what what are the the actual modes of it you know like they they don't have like like a big technology probably they do but I don't know like they I don't feel like there's like a big technology like blocking like or like you can be like competitive yeah I think that uh, the main mode is just the business model yeah. and your ability to nail it yeah. and uh, soft bank behind it I think. Yeah. yeah yeah because if someone comes in with the big enough chip on the stack and then they can also like enter the market right mm -hmm. like vote i think i think that's how vote get in also they got like, quite a huge funding round yeah. mm -hmm. i mean yeah they also started from smaller markets and yeah 
underserved, underserved markets as well. Okay. But yeah, talking about SoftBank, do you remember the meme about soft SoftBank due diligence approach? And it wasn't a meme; it was actually a short video. Uh, Is it like the guy like checking? Yeah, the guy checking at the entrance <laughs> of a concert or the stadium. Yeah, I mean, like um, I watched an uh, uh, interview um, of of, of uh, Masayoshi San, um, mm-hmm. and then he say like. Then I think like reporter asked him like how how did you come to invest in Alibaba, and then he's like telling a story of him first meeting Jack Ma, and he said like yeah, I meet I met Jack and he didn't have like business model he didn't have much idea what to do, but I saw his eye, he has a very strong eye, you know, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, and I think he also mentioned like uh, I'm not sure if I remember correctly like he mentioned like the same thing with Adam Neumann. Okay, very guy. strong eye. Uh, the Adam Neumann from WeWork. Very, very spirited eye. eye. Um, I mean, one thing, it's I think yeah. I mean, you you bet on a great founder, that's a great bet, right? But you can also like seeing someone like. Adam Neumann, who's like just burn money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a risk. Like if you met someone like Jack Ma, and then you just like blindly bet on him because you think he's great, uh, then yeah, look at Alibaba. He's one of. Uh, I think he turned twenty million into like twenty billion or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So advice for everyone: not investment, but exercise your eyes to make them stronger. Look, or something. If you want someone to invest in your company, have a strong eye. Look at Adam Neumann. Have a strong eye. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? Next one. Next one. Yes. Yours or mine? Yours. I only have one left. This is my last yeah, one. Yeah, I saw it. It's a funny one. Um, I don't remember when. I think last week. Uh, Elon Musk. My man, Elon Musk. Um, post a Twitter poll. If he should sell ten percent of his Tesla share, um, and, and people voted, huh? And, and people voted. People to vote, yeah, exactly. I think I think he meant ten percent of his hundred percent Tesla share, right? I think he had yes. like seventeen percent, so almost 10% twenty. Would be one one point seven percent of Tesla, so that would be like what, almost ten billion? I don't know. Yeah, math. Um, yeah. So he posted, and um, and people vote like a lot of people voted, and then he say like he will abide by the decision, by any decision, um, and of course I'm I don't have Tesla share, so I vote so, um, and uh, and I think now he already sold some of it. I think he sold like two billion already. I think more, but I mean there is more to add to this point. So. First, I mean, the whole point of selling for him implied a major uh, capital gain tax Mm -hmm. to the extent that whatever he was selling, half of it, more than half of it, would be paid in taxes. Uh, Yeah, yeah. His his reasoning is that he wants to pay tax, right? I mean, I I don't know. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And second point, apparently he was selling for the sake of having... uh, enough cash 
for basically paying for certain stock options he has that would uh, expire sometime towards early next year or late this year. Adi, um, I think you have option for me, was it? Yeah, I was I was checking the information yeah, yeah, also. Yeah. So on one, I mean, it's it's kind of nice. Um, it's just a charade or what? It's just like a, a show. I mean, he is a showman, right? So... <laughs> my question, it, my first question is like, is this allowed by SEC? I mean, I don't know. If I'm a shareholder, I would be pissed. Like, what the fuck, man? You know. But I mean, the thing is, the fact that he has expiring stock options should be. That's already public avail- information. It's it's public information. Yeah. So you would expect that you would like to I would expect that he would uh, exercise the option, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you would need to have money on the table. I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I, I, I mean, good point. It's more like by saying that, by, by telling the public that you might sell, then you might, you might cause like panic selling or uh, like reactions by other investors. Wow. I mean, the yeah, stock down 10%, I think in total after he announced this. It's not a big deal anyway. As long yeah, as you don't buy it. 10% as... is just 1.7%. So yeah. it's, I mean, it, it affects stock. Price for sure, but it's not. Yeah. As long as you don't buy it, Pung, Tesla stock will always go up. Exactly, exactly. I mean, maybe I buy like a small amount so that it goes down finally. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I just find it funny, so I put it in. And um, did you vote? Did you join? No, the- I no, because I'm not using Twitter that much lately. Uh, you miss. Like I I, d- I don't have it on my phone anymore. I was That's- considering today. Yeah. Why? Same for Instagram. Yeah, I tried to do no social October. No social and we're in November October. now. I mean, it's November yeah. now. Yeah, no, no, no. But okay. I haven't installed it yet. Back. <laughs> okay, no social. Just just yeah. podcast. Yeah, in a way. Okay. Among other things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but that was interesting. Though. That's all from my side. Yeah. Uh... You can do one more or both. Yeah. No, I would I would do one more. Okay. Uh, I didn't I would check do... the Tiger Global, by the way. No, you didn't check it. I wanted to talk about that one. Okay. I, I, but no, no, because you, it's... You can give me some details. You just, yeah, just, I would like to hear mind. your opinion. So yeah. uh, basically, there was a thread on Twitter that I found out mm-hmm. about one... Uh, I don't remember his name anymore, but anyway. A, okay. a thread on... not on Twitter, but anyway, let's go. <laughs> No, but um, yeah. I was reading the newsletter. Okay. The newsletter was mentioned in this thread. And in short, the point of the thread is that uh, it was describing how uh, Tiger Global Analysts and Associates and Partners are handling 
all the different deals that they are closing, like if I'm not mistaken, they kept on the pace of one deal every two days, something maybe even more frequent. And what he was what he was reporting based also on the opinion and the experience of founders mm-hmm. and co-investors of Tiger Global that they basically have an army of people who started their career in Wall Street. So not not like average VC, but really like investment banking type of characters. And they have these people who are basically driving this very analytical, very driven, very with a specific work ethic. And they are driving the whole deal flow powered by another army of bank consultants making all the uh, market analysis, uh, PowerPoint presentations, and and so on. Mm -hmm. And basically what they are leveraging on is whenever they are having a call with founders, basically being already on top of their game and knowing exactly the sector, the the main players, uh, showing the connections that they have with other players and how they could Mm -hmm. help the founders uh, developing certain markets or certain Mm -hmm. type of activities. Uh, stating that they wouldn't inter- interfere in the... I mean, they're also leveraging on the fact that they're not active investors. Like, they would give the money, support them, but mm-hmm. mostly act, act passively. Mm-hmm. And additionally, they are super fast. As in, one meeting in 24 hours, they give a mm-hmm. feedback, yes or no. Sometimes maybe two, three meetings, but in the span of less than a week. Mm. And uh, and this is kind of a bit entirely different approach if you consider if you consider the yeah, like traditional VC traditional VC investors yeah, who are uh, reminds me of um, founders fund approach and, and, and from what I heard they say that um, uh, I, I think every associate can write up to a million check like without asking for permission. Uh, I think that's what I heard. So that said also like help, you know, in terms of like, speed. Basically we see is like taking like agile approach if you think about it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean it gives an age to to these you know, these VC firm for sure, right? Um I mean even Tiger I mean I'm not talking about Tiger Global where like I think it has a very good name or even found the fun, right? Even them, they consider okay. We have to be more competitive with founders, so it's it's interesting, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. And the whole point of being fast and not being too involved in the business, so basically providing this unique selling point and basically saying, founders, this is the money, it's all yours. Make the best out of it. That's kind of an edge uh, that they have against other VC funds. Yeah. Not all of them, some of them. And apparently, it's a good edge because people are obviously taking the accepting yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. the money. I mean, um, I mean, sometimes we see, you know, giving money and kind of like require too many things. I mean, if you know what I mean, <laughs> and then it's kind of like burden founders, like especially early stage, where you know your focus should be more on the product, on the starting, not on the administration and everything. But sometimes you know some VC firm are just like, no, 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 we need like all of these things, reportings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it. I don't know. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like, 
um, like sometimes it's like and and of course I understand from their perspective that they it's uh it's procedure right mm. they it's it's in their LPA you know and it's their agreement limited partner agreement so they have to comply with it yeah and one thing that I also find interesting is that they really had this very lean approach of relying also on consultants mm-hmm. so that as soon as you you pay them the daily rate, I guess. And as soon as they perform or as soon as there is a disagreement, then they can basically move on to the next consulting team mm-hmm. and always get the output they wanted, but in a way outsourcing the the legwork. Mm. Yeah. 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 That is, that's interesting. Interesting. So that was it. Uh, was it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Forty minutes. Oh, that was okay. I guess. How's the, well rounded. The corona situation in Italy right now. Um, I would say better than in Germany, but I'm not very informed. Yeah, so Germany is very. Don't bad take now. it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you one thing. So today I'm at my girlfriend, and we are having a gig next week, Saturday. Yeah. So we practice today, like half of the day. And we just finished practicing and I jumped to, you know, to this podcast. Yeah. And then we just got a message that it's canceled because of Corona. Okay. But then you had a nice afternoon of playing music and singing. Well, I mean, practicing. So I have to learn a song that I don't know, that okay. not necessarily that I enjoy playing and so on, you know, because, you know, they mm. want it. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I mostly know that it's getting worse because of the the numbers, but also because they started being a bit more, again, strict at work. So not anymore a 3G rule. So uh, I saw but, one graph um, from from the German states, and they say like most of the intensive care are the one who refuse to take the um, vaccine. Like okay, duh, you know, uh, because I think. 30% of German people are still not <laughs> vaccinated for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, I knew quite a few people in my circle that uh, they just refuse. I mean, if they cannot because of, you know, like allergic or whatever, yeah. it's fine. Uh, but I heard, there is, uh, I heard the reason something like, ah, it doesn't feel right to me. You know, it's like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I know I always treat it as a very sensitive topic, so never really too upfront with colleagues, but I would expect that some of them are not vaccinated. And I know for sure that one one friend of mine is not either. And Why is having it this... sensitive though? That's the question. I mean, I, I'm going controversial a bit. Huh? Like, mm-hmm. I mean... If you come in and say, oh, I I, I I, listen to one podcast and it says that you will not be able to have kids after five years. I mean, that's just stupid. You know, it's not like, it's not like, it's it's, it's not like something that debate, you know, it's it's not like, you know what I mean? It's it's not like, um, like philosophical debate. You know, it's yeah. just facts. It's like, you have, you have to think that all the things in the news, all the research paper, all the clinical trial have to be fake or manipulated in some yeah. ways. 
first you have to believe that and then you will believe your podcast i don't know which podcast they listen to yeah. uh, and then yeah whenever i talk about this I, I get like mad a bit because yeah unfortunately <laughs> i know quite a few people that they say yeah Pung, i will send you a podcast oh but it's in russia i'm not sure you can listen to it something like that mm. yeah i i also know like that there is a segment of people who are simply against not the vac- vaccine per se, but the imposition of the state of the whole um, COVID pass concept and the fact that you are act- active, actively your liberty is limited, your freedom is limited by by whether you perform an injection or you get tested. So that's also like a topic of certain people. I got it. I mean, I got I got the part where like that in the end they cannot be forced, right? I mean, I don't think. I mean, probably there's a constitution that that you can you you still a free person, uh, and they cannot force you to take a vaccine. I got that, but mm-hmm. I mean, but if you like think and think a bit, you know, and not listening to one podcast. Then you, I think you come to the conclusion quite simple, no? Or is it like I don't know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends very much on the content you consume and the people you yeah. hang out with, yeah. and yeah. a lot of aspects. I personally like haven't started. Haven't started looking into getting a third shot, but I think it's yeah. something that I will soon need to do. And I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it's it's just weird. It's it's like okay. And, and uh, I promise this is the last rant. It's like um, it's like um, it's like someone argued that cigarette is actually good for you, not bad for you. You know. It's like I, I don't think yeah. anyone. Okay, probably there's some group in the world that say that cigarette cause cancer is a lie or something like that but i think it's kind of like a common knowledge that it's not good for you mm-hmm. um, but it's you know you, you know what yeah. i mean it's like a yeah yeah, yeah. Ob- i mean kind of doubting doubting the results of doubting the work of many people on different level in different sectors and still going for the most non-obvious kind of idea and yeah. assuming that's the truth yeah because despite like, having been proven wrong by if, scientific research yeah, or something yeah because i try to like put you know put put the hat put the conspiracy hat and like okay if it's actually a lie like a lot of people have to lie there's a lot of steps that that they have to like align in this line lie mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's just impossible, you know. It's as impossible as uh, to to hack blockchain, you know. That more than half of the computer have to, you know, <laughs> get yeah. hacked or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I I trust like um, general mass knowledge. Like if everybody sees or more or less the same thing at this point, I think it's fine. And I mean, we're not in the world where everybody thought that the world is flat anymore, right? We have science, we have methodology. Uh, yeah, to believe one or two news source or people said this, people said that, 
it's just baffled for me. And yeah, mm. of all the people, some people are the one I really respect, or some are even like PhD candidates, sadly. Um, but ah. yeah. Yeah. I know someone like this as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Somehow we talk about Corona. Maybe we should, yeah. we should put that in the, in the final bullet point. I will mention. I, I was also about to touch upon the missing dislike button on YouTube, but I think that we'll keep it for next time. Yeah, let's keep it for next episode. Okay, but next nice. episode will be on time. We'll be before Friday. We promise, right? Before Friday. Okay, let's and make we it promise. happen. I think this is quite okay. I mean, it's quite easy. We can do it anywhere. Yeah, it's possible, possible. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna make it before Friday. If you wanna hear us talking about other stuff besides Corona, or if you trust <laughs> that we should document ourselves more, please leave a feedback on our Twitter. I guess yeah. Pung is gonna read his. I'm not probably I'm, reading. I will feedback. read every replies. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Too much. Um, but yeah, it was nice. So no gig next week, but a podcast. A podcast for sure. No Gignet Week podcast. And guys, stay safe. Get vaccinated if you can, please. Especially, yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe. Are we stopping?